Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Subtle Interference. I'm your host, Bob. I'm your other host, Alex. Joining us today, special guest, Izzy. How you doing? Milk coma? Good now. Milk coma. <laughs> also joining us, special guest, Erica. That, that's about my life right now. <laughs> no one gives a shit anymore. Oh, the baby! Ah. Oh, Erica's here, too. Did I just destroy your ears? Just a, just a little bit. Cool. Okay. There awesome. we go. My, my opening her. of my Coke can didn't destroy your ears? Uh, actually, it all destroyed my ears. <laughs> awesome. So here's a question for you. How do you know if a uh, if a massage parlor is that kind of massage parlor? Because you got to be subtle about asking about it, right? Right. You can't just be like, hey, how about you get down there and uh, give it a go? <laughs> polish me off, won't you? In a literal sense. Um, because it could depend on person to person. Yeah. You know, you could even be at a really classy place and you could be like, I'd be like, all right, slip this me a... This person seems down. <laughs> slip me a fiver. We'll take care of you. Five? That's it? <laughs> Holy shit. This isn't Thailand. Come on. I'm talking about, you know, uh, a high class American <laughs> joint. As, got, I, as I was telling my, my cousin earlier, I, I've, I've never encountered this issue, so. And I have had a fair amount of massages in my in my decently long life. Now, I, I don't partake in the weed, Bob, but I have heard. The weed. The weed. But I have heard that if you go buy it legally, it is extremely expensive because of all the taxes. Oh, buying legal? Yeah. 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 You know if they ever legalized prostitution, it'd be the same thing. Oh, yeah. It'd be ridiculously expensive. But it would be regulated and therefore safer. Yeah. No, there would obviously be many positives. Right. But we don't give a shit about uh, sex workers in this country. No. No. Yeah. You don't have to worry about this anytime soon. It's legal in Nevada, though, isn't it? Mm, it's like one county. Isn't it like one county? Yeah. Okay. I knew it was legal somewhere, but... And I think they actually tried to unionize, if memory serves. I don't know if it went anywhere, but... Um, no, nah, I mean, it doesn't uh, fucking I think hurt that anybody. Would be, and I, think I think that would be tough if there's only one business doing it. Hmm. I don't know if there was more than one. But sure. if there was only one business, I feel like throughout the country you could fill those roles, you know? Like, if you only have, like, I don't know how many women you would keep on staff. Let's say 10. Well, because I don't know if it was necessarily... It might have been more of, like, a homeworker scenario where it's, like, you you employ yourself, but there was a, a... And I thought it was stupid because they didn't make a lot of money, so they really wouldn't be able to pay the dues, but that's a whole... That's a whole other conversation. But I didn't get to pick who we organized. Uh, uh, but it's, like, they're their own bosses. If they come together, all of, like, the independent contractors, if you will came together and had one voice, then you could, you know, in theory, have, have more power. Hey, I got something to talk about. That's not uh, sex or drugs? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Bob's like, I'm immediately disinterested. Is it candy? <laughs> it's not. Candy. What do you got? Well, I don't know that we've talked about this part of it on the show, but there's another part to talk about. So we have talked about, in person anyway, that 
Vince McMahon came into the office one day and just decided to fire <laughs> just decided the two fool. people directly under him in the organization mm-hmm. who have essentially run the business side of the company for 10 years. And um, it's not like the stock price has skyrocketed and like they're making money hand over fist. Well, that's the thing. It went way down when he fired these people. And clearly it was just off the cuff because he had no plan. You know, like there's no... Alex, like, are someone... you telling me that the WWE did something without a clear plan in mind? No. That's shocking. Never. Shocking. I'm shocked. 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 Well, not that shocked. <laughs> uh, so, you know, he put someone in one of the roles as, in an inter- on an interim basis. Um Probably just so they could have the stockholders call with it and actually have it operate. Well, then you have somebody but in that role who's not making nearly the amount of money that the other people were making. Probably not. So it's a savings, too, Alex. Mm-hmm. It's actually Finn Balor. CFO. It's kind of sounding like what happened was they had a different mindset on the business right now and where to go with it versus Vince, and apparently it came to a head. Yeah, well, did that, that did he get... CFOs to fill that role. They're already making all the music. No, I don't think those people are with the company it's anymore. CFO dollar sign. Yeah. See, even better. Sir. They embrace the role. <laughs> so it sounds like what they wanted to do, the two people who got fired, was really cut down on costs and you know, try to make as much money as they possibly could as a company. What? But weird. It sounds like the problem was Vince wanted to increase salary and Vince wants to sign everybody and Vince doesn't want anybody out there that AEW might potentially want. Mm -hmm. And so like we just saw Edge came back for the Rumble and he's going to be back for a little while. It sounds like what happened was AEW made an offer. Oh, really? And Vince came in and made a better offer. And so, you know, and Edge pretty much got like the Brock Lesnar deal. I mean, that's right where you want to be. You can get the Brock Lesnar deal. You take the Brock Lesnar deal. <laughs> and Jericho the other day said, you know, when he got the offer from AEW that he took, Vince told him that's a great offer. You should take it. And then when AEW got off the ground, Vince was like, well, can you get out of that? <laughs> like, Wait, what? <laughs> he was like, you told me to sign the fucking contract. I think the other thing with that is, is it's like, yeah, sure, you can go to WWE and you can make a fuck ton of money, but are you going to be, like, fulfilled creatively at all? Or is it just going to be this, like, mindless slog for five years? I think it depends on how much you want to work and how much money we're talking about and how much you're worried about being creatively fulfilled. I mean, it's a lot of travel, too. But if you're Edge and you got the sweet deal... Oh, no, deal, no, 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 not... I'm not talking about Edge. Edge, if Edge got the Brock Lesnar deal, that's... No, you take that deal. Yeah. Ten times out of ten, you're a dummy if you don't. But if you're one of the lower, like, grunt guys, eh, let me go see if I can't make it better over there. Well, and people are, like, people are saying the revival is being offered, like, a million each a year. Downside to stay. Like, that's how crazy it is that a team that they've gone out of their way to bury relentlessly, they still want to offer them a bunch of money to stay. And I think this was the disagreement between the executives and Vince was, hey, we're giving everyone so much money that we don't need to. Like, we don't value them clearly. So why are we? Because we're not using them. Right. So why are we worried about them going somewhere else? Right. 
And so there was that. Which is, I think, I think that's a valid like point, though. You don't give a shit right. about this team. What do, you, what do you fucking care? And I think crush your competition. And that's exactly what it is. He doesn't want that door. He doesn't want the door to be open a crack. Like nothing. Right. But Bob, the, the portal, or Alex, the, the portal. forbidden portal. The forbidden portal has already been opened. Well, that's a different portal, Erica. That's the portal between <laughs> AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling. <laughs> Sorry. I, I'm, I'm, yet, I'm, you know. Bob is so, trying so hard I'm, to derail this podcast. I'm not trying to derail the podcast. I'm just trying to find a way in which to be comfortable holding a baby and talking on the microphone. And I'm failing miserably. I think you found a good spot now. Yeah, but now my mic is kind of pointed down, and I really need it. Can I? <laughs> this is being left in. This is all gold, Alex. <laughs> this I'm leaving in. <laughs> Amazing. Let's try that. Okay, that's better. There Wonder, we go. See, we're wonderful. getting there. I just needed some time to make adjustments. We launched. Alex, you forced us to launch right into the podcast. You didn't even give us time for a sound check. Shut the fuck up. Anyway. Well, and the other interesting thing is it sounds like there's a disagreement on how they should go forward with the WWE Network. And obviously, in the end, of course, Vince gets the final say. I heard a little bit about this. I don't really pay attention anymore because I just don't fucking care. But I'm of the opinion from the beginning that they never should have put all the pay-per-views on the network. I think that was a huge mistake, uh, especially stuff like WrestleMania and the Royal Rumble. I think they thought they were going to get a lot. Right. A lot, lot more subscribers than they, they actually did. They were did. talking about being able to sustain like a three and a half million subscriber base. And they can't even sustain a million. Right. So it's like your product is garbage. By their own metrics, the network is a complete failure. You know, I mean, if you if you tell your investors that you're going to do one thing and you end up getting less than like 30 percent of that number. Mm-hmm. Bad. Bad that's a complete failure. Correct. Well, so it's, it, you know, it was an interesting model. But you, the, the problem that they're going to have is. I, you know, and I, I, they've I, devalued their own content. Exactly. Who's gonna? No one's gonna pay pay per view prices. I anymore. saw a lot on Twitter of people being like, "The only reason I have the network is for the pay per views. Get now, rid of the pay per views. I'm getting rid of the network." Now, and here's right. the other thing: Would someone with the TV deals being what they are, and all this money being thrown around for sports, quote unquote? And I guess you got to put the WWE in that category with how much money they got off the latest TV deals, okay? Like it is what it is. Understand how they got it doesn't make any sense. But But if they can go ahead and do something like maybe they can sell a WrestleMania or a Royal Rumble to either a network or a streaming service, and now it would make financial sense to pull that off the network. Because remember, if they don't have to run the WWE Network, especially for these big events where that's when the network is under the most technical pressure, Mm -hmm. um, that's a lot of money off the back end that they don't have to worry about then. And then they're just, you know, like if they're just running, let's say that the, you know, Fox decides to buy the rights to to WrestleMania. And has it on that, and just airs it. And just airs it on Fox. That's, then WWE is just, it's just like they're airing a SmackDown. Right. And then you just sell commercial time during right. it or whatever. 
Yeah, and imagine how great that'll be. Well, I would never watch it live in that circumstance. Oof, no, no, it 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 was an interesting gamble, and but your content is terrible. Well, that's the problem. They, they and it's been the problem with WWE for years, and you know we go back to. Uh, you know, I, I I kind of was interested in watching for a little bit during the Daniel Bryan run. Um, kind of got into it. And then as soon as it started diving, I dropped off. And I'm sure there are tons of people like me who are not diehards, who really are only going to watch when it's good. Well, and you've also brought up, like, we used to have, like, pay- we'd buy the pay-per-views before the yeah. network. We did it almost every month. We'd have you over... Like, we'd have people over that don't watch wrestling. Yeah. And would come over, hang out, and watch. Make a big, like, fucking... Uh, they make an event of it. pork. We'd have, like, a party on, like, a, a Sunday, and we'd just right. hang out. And people who did not, like, watch wrestling wasn't their thing. It'd come, and they enjoyed themselves. Yeah. But... But no more. Because it's just so bad. Right. It, there's, it's not enjoy. It's not... It's bad. It's for... It's long... I mean, how how long was Res- how long was WrestleMania last year? Five billion hours. It was at least seven and a half hours. So it's they went they went past mid. They were in uh, they were in Jersey, and they went they well, those, went those past people, midnight on the East Coast. Those people that go there for the pre-show and they sit in those seats all day. I mean, that is soul crushing. I will tell you this: we went to thirty. Yep. Uh, in New Orleans, and we got there pretty early because I didn't want to deal with the rush of people uh-huh. toward the. No, oh, it makes sense. Start of the show. I just wanted to get there. Let's get in our seats. I wasn't feeling well that day either, uh, which fucking sucked. But so we we got there fairly early. But you got your picture with Space Ghost. I did get my picture with Space Ghost. But that show ended promptly at ten o'clock. Yeah, that didn't go past ten. I, th- that's not the case. You're going an hour and a half, two hours so, past ten. Th- I think there's kind of two things to talk about here. The first is, you know, the the business direction that Vince wants to go in, and then there's also the how does how do you handle the discrepancy between, you know, a a, a owner with full control and executives who want to go in a different direction. Um, regardless of what you think about Vince's uh, plan. Now, I think it's crazy that he would have just fired these guys without any plan whatsoever, but if they really wanted to go in a different direction, he probably saw that he didn't have much choice because you've either got people who are going to follow the direction you're giving them or not. I would also say, though, if these are the two guys who have gotten you the amount of money that you've you've made up to this point, which is an insane amount of yeah. money. It genuinely is. And I, I think he did feel he had to throw somebody under the bus for, you know, the network and maybe stuff not performing as well as it has been. Because uh-huh. if you look at some of those, I saw like a, a, I think it was a chart of like the quarterly earnings. Yeah. And there were some big, you know, chunks on there whenever they had like a Saudi show. Yeah. That's where all the money's coming from now. Saudi. Well, the mo- most of it is still coming from the Fox and the USA. Well, they TV also had deals. those insane TV deals. That, and like... that's the thing. It, actually, I think one of the interesting things about WWE right now is that their stock tanked off the news of them firing the executives. Like it went from like seventy to like forty or something Ooh. like that. 
And you could actually make a pretty strong argument like this is the time to buy WWE stock because, you know, they tapped out at like 100 a few years ago. And all this money that's coming from the TV deals, that money is still there for another like four years or something. So, I mean, they've got a certain amount of income that they're just getting no matter what. Right, right. And if they come along like... Let's say a month from now they announce that Hulu has bought the rights to WrestleMania or something like that. Their stock's going to fucking skyrocket. And, and look, for all I can say about Vince, obviously I don't enjoy his wrestling product 99% of the time. You can't disagree with his results as a businessman. You can't. I think, though... I think what you can argue, though, is that he he is operating on a dated model. Um, and, In a lot of ways. Yeah, and, and and he, you know, I don't know whose idea the network was. Um, I still think the network is a good idea. I mm-hmm. think you probably should have charged more. Um, you you had to have known that if your product isn't going to be and I, they probably think their product is good but i think if you look at just the viewer retention that's got to tell you something no matter what you may think of what you're doing and then like you said having the big four pay-per-views on there like having wrestlemania on there alone you're leaving a lot of money on the table yeah because think... people who don't even watch wrestling like will get wrestlemania i think the smartest way, looking back on it now and how it's all played out and everything, the smartest way they could have gone to me would have been do the network like it is, $10 a month, and have all uh, the other pay-per-views on there. I'm sorry, $10? Don't you mean $9.99? Sorry, Yo, my you bad. you remember that? That was sickening. <laughs> <laughs> so I would have done that all the same, but as to what you just said, I would have had WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, Survivor Series, and SummerSlam. And maybe like Survivor Series, the way they treat it, it's not really like a big show anymore. But the other three for sure, those would have still been pay-per-views. And Should have been, yeah. Probably between those being pay-per-views and then all the just flat income you would be getting off the network for the other stuff, I think you would have been making more money or than you are now. Or even do like a bundle. Like you can buy, like you get it off of the network, but you got to like either pay in advance for it. And if you do pay in advance, maybe you get a little bit of a deal on it. Unless you buy it. Day, or even or if, if you buy all three even of the if, big three. Even, you get if a, you, a, even if you charge, like if you have the if you have a network subscription, you get you mania get for half off or something like that. Or even 10%, like just something. You know, it, it's right. Well, and the problem is, because they've been doing the endless free months... I was just going to say this, Since too. the day the network came out, I mean, you could go right now, make some random account, make some random email account on Gmail or whatever, and you could get a free month of the network right now. Right. And people do this for WrestleMania, they do it for Royal Rumble, they do it for anything they want to see. They're not making any money off these people. Well, and here's the thing. If the product was good... People would be willing to spend money on it, but it's not. Well, and the thing is, you have like these two million sick fucks who watch every Monday and Friday, no matter what. And these idiots are getting hammered because they're the ones that still go to the shows and they're jacking up ticket prices to account for the fact that no one wants to go to these shitty shows. Which is like. 
and they're jacking up merchandise prices and prices and everything is going up so these people who are the hardcore wwe fans for whatever insane reason i mean they are being killed i would think at some point some of those people not all of them because there's a fair amount of very stupid people in the world um yeah you can't start i don't know what they charge for t-shirts anymore i remember it being high like 25 30 mm-hmm. you can't go much higher than that for a fucking t-shirt especially those ugly shirts they sell they really have bad shirts it's not good shirts. You know what I hate about the WWE shirts is even if there's one that ends up being good, they always put like something on the back that makes it bad. And I don't like, like I liked Punk's shirts. Punk had good uh-huh. shirts for the most part. Like the yellow one was good with GTS on it. The one he has on the standee that we have. Yep. Um, uh, uh, the, the Chicago flag one was great because obviously I'm biased. Daniel Bryan had a couple decent shirts, but then they started going really stupid with his, too. But it's something that, it's like, I would like to be able to throw that shirt on and then maybe throw, like, a a blazer on over it with some nice jeans and be able to go to, like, a bar or something. I still don't understand. I would love just to have one moment of honesty with Punk where he could explain to me why did he decide to go do that stupid show on FS1 versus going to AEW and doing something with them. It's very strange. It doesn't make any sense. Because to me, even if he would have just gone there and been like, say he doesn't want to wrestle, I'm sure they would have loved to have him do commentary, for example. And he was pretty good on commentary. He's good on commentary, yeah. And so, I mean, he could have got a sweet deal doing that. I'm sure you work one day a week, basically. I mean... I don't know what he was thinking. Well, because all it really does is it hurts your image. Mm-hmm. Well, and now they have a lot of those slots have been filled. You know, like they brought Taz in. Taz works there now. I saw that. Um, obvi- and he's been great, of course. It's freaking Taz. He was always great. Um, you know, a very, a very strange decision making. I don't know. Maybe he got some insane amount of money, but... I don't think so, because he doesn't even do that show every week. He only does it, like, once a month or something. Well, and it's also just, like... Why would you want to go back and... You know, I know you're technically working for Fox. But it's tangentially related. It's... Yeah. it's you still... It just... I don't know. If, w, if Vince McMahon did not want you working in that job, you would not be working in that job. No. So, I don't know. I really... I don't get it, personally. Yeah, hey, I have a rant. It's not related to WWE. It's related to video games. Let's hear it. I've noticed, and it's especially bad with all the MMO style games, that all of them have terrible interfaces. And it's really starting to piss me off, Bob. Well, <laughs> designing like that kind of stuff, there, there's like a fine art to it uh, that I don't think people really appreciate. Until you get an interface, that's fucking terrible. Well, I think what happens is, is some engineer sits down and they make something that makes sense to them, but it doesn't make sense to like anyone else. But as a user interface, it's like, what did you, what did you do? So this really came to mind for me recently because over this last weekend, I played the Fantasy Star Online 2 beta and you know, look, it's an eight year old game, but there's some things that were never acceptable and 
is so bad. The so interface. Are, are they bringing it back? Or? They're it, okay. So it, it had only been out on PC in Japan in Japanese. Mm-hmm. It had never gotten an English translation. Like I think, like someone did, like a you know, like well, some group Fantasy did. Like Star an, was never huge over here, right? Not like in Japan, no. So. Yeah, Microsoft has partnered with them to bring it here, and it's coming to PC, and it's coming to the Xbox One, and I'm sure it's coming to the PS4 at some point. But it's a whole English translation, English voice cast, the whole deal. The interface, though, is so bad. I mean, like, there's so many things... Like, do you remember in Horizon Zero Dawn? I know I always... I knew! I, I knew no, no, no. I, I knew, knew this no. was going to come up. No, no, no. It's like, imagine... Any sort of irritation with the inventory in Horizon Zero Dawn and multiply that by a thousand. That's how bad I'm talking about. (laughs) And you know what? You know what really bothers me with UI in video games is like when they try to go overly to overly in the direction of like making the UI like mesh with the world that they're in, like. If you're if you've got a caveman game and the whole UI is made up of sticks and stones, or I think though if there's like I said, there's a fine art to it. Like I like in the Fallout games, your when you go into your inventory system, it's on your Pip Boy and right. it kind of matches the aesthetic. But and it can be a little clunky, but I think for the most part, that's fairly well designed. Mm-hmm. And and I'm not talking about the aesthetic so much as I'm talking about the usability is what you're talking right, about. Right, exactly. So in Fantasy Star, for example, like it's just so clunky and it's really confusing. And like this is for someone like me who's been dealing with this shit forever. I can't even imagine if you're just like casual video Coming game in. Right. Jane Schmo, you know, who's like, I'm gonna play some Fantasy Star online too. And then she plays it and she's like, I'm so overwhelmed. And that's how, you know, you feel because it's it's everything. Like, for example, when you go to sell an item, one, you know, the game does a terrible job of leading you to where the stores are and everything. But two, let's say you picked up two swords that are exactly the same. Yeah. One's called sword. The other's called sword. They have the same attack damage, whatever. When you go to sell them, it'll ask you, how many of said sword do you want to sell? But each one takes up a different inventory slot, even though they're the same sword. I don't like that. And, but it'll still be like, it wants you to check off like, yeah, I want to sell one in this slot. And then you go into the other slot and you have to be like, I wanted to sell one in this slot. It's fucking that's, terrible. That's terrible. That's <laughs> that's actively bad. Yeah, because they should stack. Exactly. It's but the, but then it's like they don't stack, but there's still the quantity option there, as if they do stack. Well, that that would annoy the shit out of me because that either implies, at some point, there was a schism about the stacking, and you guys just didn't fix this. So now I know it was in there at one point. But then you fuckers got rid of it for whatever reason. And now, if you can imagine this, okay, say you're just looking at your inventory. On the left is sort of like your in- it's your inventory. And on the right, on the top right, there's a panel. And it shows you, like, the stats of said item. You know, attack power, health, whatever. 
And on the bottom right, there's more stats for the item, like if it has like certain perks on it that increase your stats in some way. Now, you can actually get to, get from the inventory on the right to the panel in the bottom right, the inventory on the left, sorry, to the panel on the bottom right to look at said perks and see what they do. Mm -hmm. But you have to hit a combination of buttons that are never explained anywhere in the interface. Like, at the bottom, you know, it'll say, like, press B to go back, press A to right, select. Right, right, to let you know. There is nothing there to explain to you that you're actually able to go to another panel within the interface. No buttons, nothing. And you wonder if that's just, like, a matter of the translation I have to imagine it's like this in the Japanese. That version. kind of a thing, not like the actual like way the interface is set up, because that's just, they're not gonna. That's not right. gonna be changed at all. I'm trying to remember the last game that had like a really bad interface where I was actively just like I can't. I can't. I will never forget. This isn't a game, but when I first got the Xbox One, the original interface was so bad that it made me not want to turn the Xbox on. Like. That's how infuriatingly yeah. terrible it was. I've always hated the the PlayStation interface. I don't like the PlayStation interface at all. It sucks. Uh, I think it's fine. It was it on the the three that it was really it had like the the li like you'd have to go through and there were like the lists beneath everything. Yeah, I didn't like that. Isn't that the same on the four? Is it still that way? I think it's so a little different on the on four. On three, it was the. It was a vertical bar, and then yeah. you'd go up and down. <laughs> On the four, it's more of a horizontal bar. Anyway, it more of a horizontal. No, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. Bar? I said that wrong the first time. <laughs> On the three, it was more of a it was a vertical bar, and you would go left and right. They changed it so it's the other way. On the four, it's a vertical. It's a bar that's laying horizontally, and then you go up and down. So it's the opposite of what it was on the three, okay. basically. I, I did. Like the way it was. I did a very I don't, poor I, job. I don't, of explaining I don't that. like it at all. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's fine, but I prefer how the Xbox interface is now. Yeah. But it had to be terrible for like two years before what it got to now. Yeah, it's pretty decent now. Um, right. It's been yeah. a minute since that yeah. went down. And and this goes to oh, see, so this goes to another thing that's sort of like interface related. Which is, I've noticed a lot of games now are really, really bad at introducing you to said mechanics of a game. Like... Like Dark Souls. But Dark Souls is intentionally terrible. <laughs> Blood, Blood Souls, they're just giving you the buttons. And, and then it's like, it figure it out, dummy. Right. Okay? And I'm fine with that. That's fine. What I, I don't it, like the overly long three-hour, like, let me hold your hand. Come, right. here, come here, sweetheart. No, what what I hate, though, is in Fantasy Star, for example, there's all these different systems. There's your different class. There's your subclasses. There's your pet. There's how you spend your skills. There's how you get to quests. Uh, how you get daily missions to get currency. There's all these different things, and the way they explain it to you is like, go talk to this person, and they're going to tell you how this works. And then right after that, that person's like, go talk to this person, and they're going to tell you how this works. And you keep doing this until they've explained, like, it, it literally took me like an hour. 
of like talking to people and they're explaining me things and it's like the equivalent of it is you know how when you go to a movie and they show 95 trailers before a movie and you're like oh that's right i'm seeing a movie and then after the movie someone goes what trailers did you see and you're like well let's pull into the trailer park and find out you're like i have no idea that's why we have that's why for after the movie we have to write them down because we would be like i don't remember what fucking trailers we saw so this is the same thing for this is after they finished explaining everything to you you retained nothing you're like all right i know that i'm in a town (laughs) you know in a town and i just wasted an hour talking to some fucks (laughs) let's go play a game now huh um, and, and a lot of games have this problem now, especially the MMO ones, and it's really bad with the free-to-play ones because, you know, they have systems within systems within systems that right. are designed to get you to spend money. Right. Oh, anything free-to-play, I just won't <laughs> anymore. Oh, I've been playing Warframe, and Warframe is free-to-play, and the neat thing about Warframe is, you know, everything is grindable. And you can actually make platinum, which is like the premium currency, in the game by trading with other people. So you could, in theory, get the premium currency to go buy cosmetics without ever having spent any real money. If you go, like, grind out rare things or get lucky or whatever and then trade them with people. So I think that's pretty cool. Um but Warframe has a lot of the similar issues. Like, I think their interface is good. But, again, it's like they don't really do a great job of explaining how to do things within the game. Mm-hmm. So you end up having to watch YouTube videos to, like, make sense of, like, how do mods interact with the Warframe and what mods are good on weapons. You know, they don't make, like, any attempt to explain any of this stuff. And this is a problem with all these MMO or Diablo-style games. Because I remember back when, like, uh, Final Fantasy VII introduced... This is an MMO, obviously. But um, they introduced the Materia system. There was, like, a little tutorial that kind of explained. And it was like, okay, that's the high level. And you can get a little deeper into it, but it at least lets you know... Oh, you can do different combinations here. This is what this means. Okay, now, now go and have fun. Yeah, and I know you never played World of Warcraft, but I think one of the biggest reasons that game took off like it did was they did a great job of, like, guiding you into the game. Like, when you would start off, it was just like, here's your character, here's, like, one ability, go kill some enemies with this one ability right, and come back. Yeah. Okay, now here's another ability. Let's go kill some more enemies. And over time, they would slowly, you know, introduce you to things like the skill tree or giving you more abilities. Or when you would do all the quests in one area, the quest giver would be like, hey, you know, I heard they need help over here. And you would go there and it'd be like, oh, this is the next area where the enemies are a little tougher. You go through there and then they guide you to the next area where the enemies are a little tougher. And they would kind of guide you into all the different systems within the game over time and it was like way better well, than anyone a, does it now that's a, there's a fine art to that you know and i do have a a, a friend who uh, started playing um classic mm-hmm. and they were like erica erica are you gonna get in on this erica 
Erica, I need you to just just for the weekend, Erica. You're like, no. Just for the weekend, jump in. And for a while, I was like, yeah, I might like poke the head in. And then she came, and I was like, I, I, sorry, man. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Because, again, there's a reason I haven't played World of Warcraft. And it's because you would never fucking see me again. <laughs> <laughs> and I already have really shitty Fox procedural shows to watch that are mm-hmm. actively terrible. Yep. But I'm going to watch all however many seasons there are of them. Like what? I started watching Prodigal Son. Mm. Alex, it is so bad. But it's Who like, could have seen that coming? But it's like, it, it gets to fun bad. So I'm like, okay. Okay. This will be like my show I watch during the day when Bob's not home. Because <laughs> so I was like, mm. I watched this and he was like, I'm never watching that with you. And I'm like, I completely understand. He caught up on The Expanse. I'm working on it. I'm like two episodes into season three. Have you watched The Expanse, Alex? No. Churning towards burn, Bob. I'll be there soon. I don't have any time to watch TV. No, could you... um, Play video games all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You make time to watch The Challenge. The Challenge isn't TV. The Challenge is life. The Challenge (laughs) is an experience, Bob. (laughs) Well, and to be fair, there's so much, like, it's mostly garbage. Like, I haven't watched, like, a network something, in a, like, aside from, like, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but I think that's an exception to the rule. Yeah. It had been so long since I'd watched something that was, like, procedural, and... Bum, 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 I mean, you could sit down and watch Law & Order for, like... The that's a different your, thing. That's the, the, for the rest of your fucking life, because that was, like, an <laughs> early one, I feel, though. And you, you got comfortable, because you liked the characters and shit. I don't know. I like Michael Sheen, and that's about it. Everybody else is kind of like, eh, I don't really give a shit about you, but he's fucking delightful, so I think we'll hang out. Well, the thing is now is all these shows that are the same, you know, your CSIs, your Hawaii Five-0, uh, <laughs> Blue Bloods. It's like they're all... Is Blue Bloods the- still on? Yes. Yes, it is. They're that's all- impressive. Because it's got a very loyal old audience. Right, right. It's basically pro wrestling, but... <laughs> For olds. Yeah. Well, that's like um, this shit. This shit will be on for like 10 seasons, I guarantee you. But is he a gay angel in this one? He's not. Oh. It's Bummer. upsetting. Well, they're not gay. They're ethereal beings, Bob. In the fan fiction, they are. Sometimes. Copyright infringement. And those shows are so dumbed down. Like, and they're always, it's the same plot every episode. And they do stuff where they're like, like, oh, we didn't see this coming like three commercial breaks ago. Like, they have somebody walk by the camera and you're like, well, that's obviously the killer. (laughs) Like, no, it's that guy. Why are we even talking about this? It's clearly that guy. Right. Oh, that chick you thought died in like the first act? No, she's alive and she's coming back for vengeance, motherfuckers. I... I remember I would watch Castle on ABC. That's the Nathan uh, Fillion one, exactly, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. And, and, and he propped that whole show up, which was the only reason I watched it. And every single episode, it would be like the first person they would interview was always the culprit. Yeah, that's the guy. And then, that's your guy. then they would go interview 45 other people and be like, oh, that first guy was the culprit. Castle Castle's funny because it's the... What's the woman's name? Beckett? I don't know. Beckett's the character. I don't know the actress's name. That, that That's one of those ones where you look at the character like, you would never be a cop. <laughs> you just you just wouldn't. Like, you go back to SVU and 
Mariska Haggerty, she is beautiful, but she's she doesn't look like she do, like out of place. Right. She looks like she would she could be a cop. Right. Like a detective or whatever. Yeah. This Beck, this lady that plays Becca is like no, he wouldn't be a cop. I will give uh, a, a prodigal son that everybody who is a cop looks like they would be a cop. Okay. There's nobody that you're like. Come on. Did you miss the modeling audition? Right. Like, what are we fucking doing here? Like, you're not fooling fucking anybody. It remind. It's like, did you ever watch Hannibal? No. It's like it wants to be Hannibal very, very badly, but Hannibal pushed like. I still don't understand how they got away with a lot of what they got away with. They had a guy like eat his own like nose on Hannibal, but they did it in a way that was like in like the. Sh- it was all kind of implied. But it's still like the most disgusting thing you've ever seen in your life. Implied nose eating. And it was on like Channel Five on like Friday nights. Like, mm. I have no idea how Hannibal got three seasons. I'm very pleased it did because that was another outlier. But this show so wants to be Hannibal. It's 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 hysterical. But uh, Michael Sheen is delightful in it, and like well, it's Michael Sheen. Exactly, exactly. Like he's clearly having a blast, and I think they've realized because in the first like couple episodes he wasn't in it a lot but then they had like their hiatus whatever and you know they totally came in and were like let's do this let's do that let's do this he's been in like a lot more of the episodes well, he so was like, great all right and i'm forgetting who his female co-star was on that show but he was great on masters of sex he's a great time. actor he's a blast that was a really good show that's on my list of things to watch i don't because we never had showtime mm-hmm. at least not when i lived with my parents and we just never bothered but i think all that's on like netflix or whatever now so oh, no, I never I never go on Netflix. It's like Netflix is weird, man. I don't feel like anybody actually uses Netflix. We actually But everyone rid- has it. We got rid of ours. We're uh Yeah. Yeah. Um cuz we like for a while there, we we just we talked about it and we were like we're not watching this. Let's just cancel it until Stranger Things comes back. Yep. So that's what we did. And then I think we waited a month because BoJack came back. Yep. And then we canceled it again. Yep. And now we're doing whatever it is that we're doing. But we don't really... Netflix is never like my first choice for anything anymore. No. It's not let me browse on Netflix and see what's on there. Looks, it's all... It's just the, the... The service is almost all just their original content now. And even if it's not, that's what they're really pushing. So that's what you see. If you go on there and you just decide like... I'm just going to page through the thrillers section. You're going to have to page through every Netflix original that's yeah. categorized under thrillers before you get to anything else. Yeah. I have heard that they're uh, thinking about giving an option to stop like the auto preview. Yeah, I think that that was I think that rolled out. Yeah. It did. Okay. Yeah, you can go into your profile and Cuz they turn were that like on, on Twitter they're like, "Well, some people like appreciate that." And it was like, "I didn't know." Netflix. No. Net- Who are you talking about now? Netflix. Uh, I'm going to say this and then I have an aside, um, a throwback. Uh, but Netflix does the way they have pretty much redefined um, how to do software development. They push out build, new builds like many times a day. And the way they do things is the, just mind boggling. Like if you're in IT, you want to operate like Netflix um, in terms of how they push features out and shit. It's it's incredible. Oh, if we're doing asides, I have one, speaking of software development. So 
you know, Destiny and Destiny 2 between the two of them have been out like six years or something. Uh huh. That was an aggressive, uh huh. Yeah, he's not happy. He wants no. to go back to what he was talking about. I wanted to talk about Dennis Farina, but we can just, talk just, about that. Just hold on a second. You'll, this is in your this is in this is in your realm. Here's here's a fun fact though. So this podcast I listen to called We Hate Movies. If you don't get shown in the Oscar uh, um, in memoriam, it's called getting Farina'd because he wasn't shown, and they were very pissed off about that. <laughs> End of a side. Go ahead, Alex. So I think two weeks ago, it was about it was about two weeks ago, maybe. Destiny they rolled out a patch for or Bungie rolled out a patch for Destiny two, and players noticed when they got online after the patch that I'm like missing things. You know, I'm missing currencies and I'm missing things I had. So they shut the game down and went into maintenance for like a full day, and luckily have it implemented that they're able to roll back player profiles otherwise they would have been in real big, a big shit. problem but they rolled back like five hours or something and we're just like look if you did anything in that time frame we're sorry but we had to roll back well and and this is this is particularly egregious because of the currency system you spent money on that and then it's taken right. away now you know, if if someone fucked with you and well, but, I'm not just talking about the stuff you spent money on. I'm talking about like anything, anything. within the game. Yeah, but in, specifically in terms of stuff that you bought, like if you lost that, now Bungie is going to have like a potential serious legal liability and be open to lawsuit. You know, if if you fuck with if you have a bug that crashes your game, fine. But if you start losing, you talking money, you know, people that's People sue for that shit. No matter how stupid it is, they do. So what's interesting is, so they fixed it. The game went down for like 12 hours or something, but they fixed it. And today they rolled out another patch. Uh-huh. Same bug came back. <laughs> so what? they shut the game down and it's down like right now. They're going to have to womp. roll back accounts again. They're so fucking stupid. Not great. And it's just... It's funny because, you know, Bungie and Activision split. Like, the story of Bungie now is actually starting to get actually a little sad because Bungie wanted away from Microsoft. You know, they weren't happy with Microsoft. Right. They weren't happy that all they got to make were Halo games. Now, I personally don't buy the narrative that, Bung that Microsoft wouldn't have let them make Destiny. I think that sounds like bullshit to me, but whatever. Yeah. Um,. Anyway, it ever since they left Microsoft, it's like they're in constant turmoil. Like, they went to Activision, and they're always having their same issues. You know, like, they have, like, one good DLC, and then the next two DLCs suck. And then they have a good DLC, and the next two DLCs suck. But they had a lot of help from Activision. You know, they had a lot of money being funneled into them. Uh -huh. They had two Activision support studios that were helping them make things. And now they split from Activision, so they're independent. And they can't even do simple things like patching their game without the game falling apart. Not great. And it's like people are calling. They do this thing now where it's like every three months is a season where they have some new content or whatever. So it's like people have been calling this one season of the glitch because everyone just keeps finding new glitches within the game 
I'd take the shit out of that. <laughs> I'd buy that on a t-shirt. That's delightful. So, for example, there's this one gun, Telesto. If you remember in Halo, do you remember the Needler? Yeah. Yeah. The Telesto is essentially the Needler. And for whatever reason, the way it's coded, it's completely busted. And it busts the game in so many interesting ways. Like, for example, there's this thing called the Blind Well. And it was basically like you go in there, you kill some enemies here, you kill some enemies there, you go through waves, okay, before you get to a boss. Well, the Telesto, if you would just shoot it, and these all these little like p- projectiles would then explode on the wall, they would count as if you were killing enemies, so you could just spray the Telesto like five times against the wall and clear the whole wave without having to kill any enemies. And the Telesto, and this stuff like this keeps coming up. So like they fixed that. And then someone figured out like there was this, there was this mod where it was like, you know, when you kill enemies with grenades, um, you regain your super energy. Okay. And someone figured out, oh, if we shoot the Telesto at the ground and then throw the grenade at the projectiles the Telesto left behind, our super energy refills instantly. <laughs> it's like, it's just whatever way the Telesto is coded, it just keeps just breaking the fucked. game. Right. And then people figured out some other stuff. Like, for example, this season, like every weapon has two perks on it, okay, mm-hmm. that modify the gun in some way. Well, they did a thing this season where there's these certain weapons that in one of the categories, instead of rolling one perk, it rolls two. So you could switch between them. So you basically like you're eliminating some RNG out -hmm. of the system. Well, people figured out if you like do something and then uh, if like switch a perk within like a five second window, you like get to keep two perks instead of one all the time. It's and then it's just like all these other things like this over and over and over again. It's like what are you guys doing? It's like they're not even bug testing the game. So Bob's like, I want to talk about Dennis Farina now. I do, but I had a comment <laughs> on but, this. But this is but I want what I want. Your, this is your wheelhouse. Though. What I want is a game though that breaks the game, like where there's a gun that intentionally breaks the game. Like you shoot it and like suddenly your opponent falls through the map. So you want so you the want final portal? Pam of guns, basically. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, I mean, it's something like that. See, and this is what I don't get, Alex. If I, had, if I had shit like that happening, I would just stop playing the fucking game. No, I did, I did stop. I, have, I haven't played the game really in months. But, but you have, but there's plenty of people, I'm sure, who are just trudging along through it, dealing with this, being annoyed by it, but still playing. So... This is another great one. So there's these exotic gloves that basically, if you were to charge up, like you like get some kills and it gives you a damage buff, okay, from punching people. So normally you would just like punch a few people and the buff would wear off after a few seconds. You know, you couldn't just like keep it forever. Well, again, people figured out. Then keep in mind, this is all within like the last two months. Like it's just like it's season of the glitch. (laughs) So... (laughs) People figured out, oh, if you punch three people to get the buff maxed out and then go switch to another glove that has another damage buff to melees, 
you would get to keep both buffs at the same time forever instead of it being like a 15 second timer you just keep it forever so people figured out if you do this and combine it with another perk that's on a certain weapon you could go one shot raid bosses (laughs) you just like go up to them punch them they're dead well that's fun exactly (laughs) so what's he's like i don't like that song you guys listen to it way too much so what's funny is they when this happens they have a system in place where they can disable items until mm-hmm. they can get around to patching them which takes a while because they're incompetent that's also really annoying though like uh, but uh, go ahead go ahead, go ahead. okay so they they have they like disabled all these stu- these outliers that were breaking the game sure well Recently, people figured out there's this one warlock class that you basically throw like fire swords when you're in your super. And Which is what, what a warlock in all sure. games generally does. Sure, indeed. So, you know, normally. <laughs> Indubitably. <laughs> so, normally, you know, you would maybe get to throw like 10 of these swords before your super would run out. Well, people figured out if you start the super and switch from one weapon to another. This could be like any two weapons in the game. You just switch weapons. This is how bad their bug testing is. You just switch your weapons while the super is running. As long as you keep throwing the fire swords, the super lasts forever. See, and I feel like if, if somebody figures that out, then no, Good on f- fuck you. They get to do that then. Well, and that's what's funny is they didn't disable it because it's like they would have to disable Everything. The whole class. Well, it's just like just a little quality control, maybe. It's just funny that since they split from Activision, they can't do anything. Well, and if memory serves, weren't people like, oh, thank God they're getting away from Activision. Exactly. Activision is the problem. And if you, if, I swear you could go back and listen on this podcast. Oh, we talked about it. Definitely. And I said, just wait, because this might you not did. be better. No, you did definitely say that. Now, I want to hear what Bob had to say about Dennis Farina. Okay. So, we were talking about, you know, people who don't look like they should be on cop shows. Well. Oh, he looks like he was the, like, originator of the cop character on a <laughs> cop show. Well, you know, he was a cop. Yes. Yeah, right? Um, so, that's why he ended up leaving Law & Order. Because he was like, no, this is too ridiculous. <laughs> I can't actually keep doing this. Because this is too is, though, ridiculous. Law & Order isn't even that ridiculous. I know, compared to other shit. Like, okay, there has been a a landmine, a flint clock lock pistol from like the 1700s. This was in the same case on this dumb fucking show that I'm like obsessed with now. Um, somebody flew out of a window from the third floor, landed on a car, and was totally fine. It's it's. Hey, how many episodes of Law and Order would you estimate? that ended without them showing you what the conclusion to the trial was. Because that did happen sometimes. Like like 25%? Hmm, I'd have to give that a think, Alex. I don't think it's 25%. You know where they would just leave it on a cliffhanger, but then like there would never be another episode about it? Right, exactly. Or that the um, the perp was uh, killed or committed suicide before And Sam Waterston got all pissed off, and he'd like throw his papers down. He'd be like, justice has not been served. (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to go do another TD America commercial. <laughs> he was awesome on that oh, show. Oh, he was great. By the way, so I'm not going to spoil any plots or whatever, but Curb Your Enthusiasm has been great this season, as you would expect okay. it to be. And one of the things that went on in the latest episode was they were flying private. And 
the pilot wanted everyone's weights so the plane wouldn't be overweight. Now, of course, this was a big problem. <laughs> but at one point, Larry goes to um. Oh my God, who who does Jeff? No, no, no. Who does the who was the black guy play? I'm drawing a complete. Oh, Leon. Leon, thank you. He's recharging his mitzvah. What's his real name? It's J.B. Smooth. Thank you. Wow. I feel terrible. Anyway. You should. You racist. I, I feel, yeah, exactly. So Larry goes to Leon and he goes, hey, I'm going to need your weight for the flight. Leon goes, I ain't giving you my weight, motherfucker. <laughs> I don't give anybody my height or my weight. That's a goddamn description. <laughs> 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 no, that the, the I said it earlier, but the f- like I think it was either it was the season they did Seinfeld, the Seinfeld reunion, and they have him, <laughs> they have him like get all like dressed up nice to go talk to uh, I, uh, what's the guy who played Kramer? I can't remember his name. Whatever, Kramer. Michael. Michael Richards. Yes. Um, to talk to him about Crohn's disease, and he walks in and he's just like they're talking and he <laughs> says something about oh yeah I gotta go. Uh, because he, he says he's Jewish for whatever reason. And he's like, oh, yeah, I got to go. Uh, I got a bar mitzvah. I got to go. And he's like, don't you get bar mitzvahed when you're like 12? He's like, no, yeah, I do it every so often. You got to recharge your mitzvah. <laughs> and it's like the most I've ever laughed at that stupid show. But no, I'm way behind. I need to just like flip it on and catch up. Yeah, stop you can watching plow through some that. stupid show on fire. I can't, though, Alex. It's so bad. I've I, laughed out loud no less than like ten times. You know watching what the other? Show. You know what really sucks is I cannot get anyone to watch Curb Your Enthusiasm. Why? It's so good. It's like one of the best comedies ever. I've given it a try. It's just not for me. People, fuck you. People who like Seinfeld <laughs> will not watch Curb Your. Which I really don't our understand. Our loyal listener likes Seinfeld will not watch Curb Your Enthusiasm. I don't okay, see, but that doesn't surprise me. At all. Because he just wants to stick it to me. Yes. You don't like Curb Your Enthusiasm? Hey, it just wasn't for me. I don't. Yeah, no. I don't get that at all. Or do we have anything else to talk about? Because I'm done now. I'm done. You've ruined this for me. Um... What else you got, Bob? Hey, you want to talk about how Samsung's latest phone is starting at $1,000? <laughs> oh, fuck. That's the starting price, Jesus. Erica. I, dude, I wouldn't, uh, seriously, I'd have to be filthy rich. I wouldn't even want to carry around a $1,000 phone of the deep fear that I would break it. I've never broken a phone, but I would be terrified of breaking a $1,000 phone. I There's just no justification for it anymore. I, I mean, there never was a justification for a $1,000 phone. Um, but, you know, I, and I'm... You know, I, I'm as I'm someone who has an iPhone. I was uh, gonna say as we both scroll through our ridiculously expensive phones. But you know, it's I, I'm willing to pay a little bit of a premium for Apple because I just I'm I'm in that ecosystem. I'm happy with it, um, and I I just I don't want to leave. Okay, I'm gonna pay a little premium, but I'm not buying. I, I will. I cannot imagine a scenario where. I go and buy the top end model iPhone anymore. It's gonna it'll cost you fifteen hundred fucking dollars. What if they stop offering the lower end models? I would le- I I would jump for that. Like if I could not like this was I bought the XR, 
right? I can't remember how much that cost at the time, but it was I want to say probably what? like seven hundred or yeah. so. Yeah, and and that's like if I bought storage. if I bought if I bought a, an Android device, I'd probably be paying what around five hundred for a phone of the spec that I would want. Yeah. So okay, I'm paying a two hundred dollar premium to stay in the ecosystem that I want. It's not great, but I can live with that. Uh, but I'm not gonna pay. I, I'm definitely not gonna pay, especially after my experience with the S8. I'm not paying a thousand dollars for a fucking Samsung phone. No, like it's just not happening. And then you know, a lot of the reason I ended up leaving the S8 was because I. It, I cracked the screen and they told me it was going to cost $300 to fix it. Oh, I remember that. And I'm like, what the fuck? It'll cost more to fix it than the actual resale value of the phone right now. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense at that point because it's like it's like if you own a car that's worth $1,000 and you something happens and it's going to cost you 1500 to fix the car. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to fix like, the yeah, car. Yeah, we're not doing this. Right. So, you know, it just that that rubbed me the wrong way. And there's and there's nothing. The flagship phones don't have any feature that's like, yeah, I want this. No, I can get any all the features that I want are available on the mid tier and even a lot of the low tier phones. Yeah. So, you know, as long as Apple has a low, you know, an equivalent like a lower they don't really have a low tier, but a lower tier phone, you know, that's probably what I'll stick with, but it's just obscene how much these things cost. And I don't know how people, how people afford them. Hey, you know, what's funny, you know, how we always talk about how Ubisoft murders the value of their own games really quickly. Yes. It's super fun. The Division 2 has been out for probably like less, just a little bit less than a year. Yep. It's on sale right now for on Xbox Live. Would you like to take a guess? $15. Two more guesses. $5. 25 $3. What? <laughs> Wait, $3 what? For The Division 2. What? Three dollars, Bob. Three three American dollars. Three American dollars. It's it would be more expensive to go buy a hamburger at McDonald's. I don't I don't understand it, Ubisoft, but This is why Nintendo never discounts anything. Well, and they can't because that's the problem. And this is the the same problem WWE is going to have soon if they try if they ever try and fuck with this. Once you once something is advertised at a certain price, people will not buy it for a higher price. Yeah, ever like because you're like, oh, it'll go back down to that at some point. Yeah, well, and I think the reason they're making it three dollars is that they have a DLC coming out that's going to be thirty, but. Since it's Ubisoft, and you already know they discount the shit out of everything within a few months, if I really want to play that DLC, why don't I just wait two or three months when it's ten bucks? Because it's Ubisoft, it's going to be discounted, right? No, I, I, I don't get it. I really don't, and they've kind of fucked themselves. Um, 
I mean, presumably they're doing all right, but I'm, it baffles my mind. I When I saw that, I was like, $3. It's more expensive to buy Monopoly when it's on sale. <laughs> Monopoly is like four fifty. Isn't that an Ubisoft game too, though? Uh, it might be, yeah. I wish I could play Monopoly sometimes, Bob, because we've always had fun on that game. Oh, Monopoly. Um, yeah, just unfortunately, Hildy just uh, is not a fan. Also a poor listener when it comes to the, how the game works. <laughs> and unlike place, and unlike Fantasy Star Online 2, my explanation of how mortgages worked was extremely good even i followed along with it yeah impressive well because it's the way it's like supposed to work in the tabletop right. game too right because no one plays, plays by the way, real right? rules so you have house rules for monopoly this is video which so. is funny like why is monopoly such a popular game but no one knows the real rules of monopoly i think because it's easy just to like throw it down and play it yeah and it can be fun when you're winning Hey, do you have any thoughts on Birds of Prey bombing? Um, I mean, from what I heard, it made... Because I heard it's good. It made its money back that first weekend. Well, here, there's this is a whole this is a whole conversation. One, I think that you, you were already going to have a problem, just baseline. Coming was, off Suicide Squad. Coming off of Suicide Squad. You saw that a movie. The character that was in Suicide Squad. Exactly, is the main character of this movie. Suicide Squad fucking sucked. So why would I have... I know, Izzy, it was fucking terrible. Why would I have any interest in seeing a movie starring one of those those characters? Um, from what I heard, it was pretty good. Um... Okay, baby. So I think really what you need to see is is kind of what the word of mouth does. Because I think it's people who have gone and seen it are like, no, it's actually really good. Let's, uh, I would be interested to see how that holds over to this weekend. Uh, I would like to see it. We're probably not going to get out to theater to do it. It'll probably be a, a home rental for us. Um... But I think it sucks because you you gave it to a, a female director. By all accounts, it was a good movie. Again, I haven't seen it yet, but just from what I've heard. So they're going to take away the wrong message. Can't do a female Which is we movie. can't do this. And then... Did you see? It's got a name change. What? It's no longer Birds of Prey. It's Harley. I think they changed it to Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. That's dumb. <laughs> That'll swing it. But yeah, what is that going to do? That's not going to do anything. I mean, I guess you could also argue you called it Birds of Prey. If somebody's just walking up to the theater, which I don't know who the fuck does that anymore. Um, They're going to have no idea. What you have no is. idea what that is. I heard that argument about uh, Pacific Rim back when it came out, too. Like people would just come up and be like, what the fuck is that about? But I think now who just walks up to the movie theater and is like, oh, let's go see a movie. Well, and how many good movies does DC have to do before they get some positive sentiments around their movies like Marvel has? Because obviously I didn't see it, but people like Joker. People liked Wonder Woman. 
Um, I think Justice League was okay. I think Aquaman was Justice okay. Justice League was bad. It was better um, than Batman v Superman colon Dawn of Justice. Yeah, Aquaman was stupid, but it was fun. I know you didn't like it. Yeah, it was pointing at Alex. Yeah, we enjoyed ourselves. It was too long. They could have edited down significantly, but I thought it was big, stupid fun. And Julie Andrews was the voice of the big sea monster, which I found infinitely hilarious. But, um, well, I I don't know that it's. Yeah, I know, miss. But this is it's, it's not just that it's how many movies does, um, DC Warner Brothers have to do well. But it also depends on the continuity with the the specific sub franchise that it's part of, right? Because, like we said, you know, Suicide Squad was just a fucking disaster, so it doesn't really like matter <laughs> if it's got that same well, look and it, feel. It's kind it's of confusing get that... too, because it's like, all right, are we doing a whole new continuity then? Right. But Harley Quinn is going to be the same actor, and is. Gal Gadot gonna just be the same actor, but we're switching everybody else, with the exception of probably Aquaman, I would assume. Uh, but I would argue DC doesn't deserve any benefit of the doubt. They haven't earned that. You know, since all their stuff is bombing to one degree or another anyway, here's what I would like to see done. Just one time, do a movie with some of the TV DC characters. And give them a decent budget so they can do a movie that doesn't look like it was made on a fucking TV budget. And just let them make a two, two and a half hour movie. And then you actually accomplish two goals. Because one, you get to find out, you know, are people going to go to see a movie if it stars The Flash from the TV show? And two, then if it is successful... You can then use that movie to drive people back to your TV shows. I mean, I don't understand why, because it's not like The Flash isn't, uh, and I say this as a huge fan of like the Green Lantern. The Green Lantern is not like a top tier DC character. The Flash is not a top tier DC character. Your top three are your Batmans, your Supermans, and your Wonder Womans, and fine. But I think you can go. You don't have to have like a name necessarily play one of those other roles. You could have somebody who's kind of unknown or like a TV person. Well, when they did like Wonder Woman, it was Gal Gadot really a big star. She was in the Fast and Furious movies. She was. She's like the 15th most known character from those movies. But that's what I'm saying. She wasn't, she's not like you're casting like, Natalie Portman is the only name that's coming to mind, but like a name, right? Yeah. Gal Gadot is not a a household name. She might be now because of Wonder Woman, but it's not somebody that you're immediately like comes to mind. Yeah. It doesn't have to be as long as as long as the movie is good, people will go and see it. Well, I think that's the thing. They gotta go. They got. They have to. If they want to try and write the ship, they're gonna have to go with a different strategy in terms of marketing and expectations. You know, you're not necessarily go you know, your your opening weekend still has to be your best weekend, but you need to you need to be in more of a long haul 
with that and you need a strategy of getting people in on subsequent weekends because you need that word of mouth to say oh wait this movie didn't suck go see the movie Well, and you also have to get to a point where marvel is where it's you never go in being like oh, i'm gonna see an excellent movie you're like i'm gonna come in i'm gonna pay my money and i'm gonna be moderately entertained mm-hmm. and i'm not gonna be pissed that i just spent two and a half hours three hours watching this well and think about agents of shield remember when agents of shield first came on that show fucking sucked and when it turned around was when they tied the remember like something happened in one of the marvel movies and it changed the agents of shield universe as well yeah um i can't remember what it was because there's been five billion marvel movies but it was hydra yeah it was hydra yeah you're right in um in, in a winter soldier right yeah yeah winter soldier affected what was happening on agents of shield and that's when that show took off and maybe you could do the same thing with the DC shows is you could have, you know, make a fucking Supergirl movie with the TV characters. Why not? And it have that affect the TV show. So you, you know, build up a storyline on the TV show to drive people to the movie theater. And if people love the movie, then you drive them back to the TV show and maybe you have like you turn these shows from like you know moderate successes like obviously they're doing well since the CW is it's just the DC, right. network. the DC network every night of the week is a DC show or even take like take some time off like okay let's step back let people forget about all the trash we've let's done let's forget let's like go back to the drawing board for like a couple years let's plan out what we want to do let's focus on the TV shows cuz those are doing well Maybe throw out, like, a random obscure, you know, if you need a holdover. But, like, and I'm I'm interested to see what Robert Pattinson does with, like, Batman. I'm not. I think it could be interesting, but... Good, good luck to whoever the director is, and good luck to him trying to fill Christian Bale's shoes. I just think it's too soon. And you're throwing, there's way too many villains in, villains in it. I think they're, I don't know what they're trying to do. They might be trying to do like the long Halloween or something like that, which they're actually making a movie out of Arkham Knight, which which fine, whatever. But <laughs> I think it's it's a problem we see with movies that we don't enjoy and we talk about on after the movie all of the time. You need to simplify this shit. Yeah, this isn't difficult. Yeah. I don't need or even when we watched Batman in 1989. Can we just get a small Small scale, simple story. Well, and, and that's the thing. You can do a simple story with a whole host of characters, um, but the motivations have to be simple. It has to be, okay, Joker has assembled all of Gotham's villains and we're doing a cartoony, outlandish assault on Batman. And it's not each individual character has. So you want the Lego Batman movie? Yeah, basically. <laughs> but it, but which was delightful. Yeah, but it, you know it wasn't like there was this huge backstory on every character and their individual reason why they were part of this. Well, and, and here's twists the thing: turns. We, we I don't need origins for any of these characters. Anymore. No, I don't. No, we don't need to do that anymore. No, we're just good. we're good. We're good. All, all out assault on Batman, ridiculous. Make it John Wick with Batman. Here's the other thing: why not experiment with some animation? Why isn't Keanu Reeves Batman? I mean, I think that's an excellent question. 
<laughs> but no, like you did Into the Spider-Verse, and that movie was fucking rad. Why not do something like that with one of the lesser-known DC characters? And they do a lot of those animated movies that are based on like some of the comic stuff. Mm-hmm. Why not do something for the theater? I mean, and that's into the, the Spider Verse. Into the Spider Verse, you know. I and yes, I realize it's Miles Morales and not Peter Parker. Peter Parker is in it, though. but he is in it, and that's you know Marvel's most popular character. Well, I think the feeling is is once you do animation, you're making a children's movie. Which I I understand some people feel that way, but I think if you make a good enough movie, like you did with Spider Verse, people not the children's movies don't make shitloads of money. But that's the thing you look at. If you look at it in Spider Verse, yeah, you you could definitely have children watch that, but it's also got a lot of layers to it. Also, that adults like superheroes are for kids. Yeah, kids should be able to go see these movies. Right. I'm still trying to figure out who this upcoming Sonic movie is for. Me. <laughs> it, it, is, it is for our age bracket. That does definitely seem like they are like, oh, Bob and Erica go see this piece of shit. Okay, can we talk about how a simple animation change uh, has turned that movie completely around? Has it, though? It feels like it. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. I mean, I, I I'm with you that your your theory that they released that original trailer when it looked so aggressively bad to drum up interest in the movie, so they could then come out with a way better trailer and be like, "Look, it's actually Sonic now, and not some weird looking alien rat." I mean, I mean that's that's, that's some 4D chess going on there. <laughs> I don't know. That's my kind of tinfoil hat. Um, I would hope reasoning, that's the case. But I that, think that was your idea. No, I think that was your idea. I'm pretty sure that I, was I, your I, idea. The first design <laughs> was, was unbelievable. Well, you saw there it was and you no were like. no way. L- listen, this is why I wouldn't surprise me if that's what happened. Because there is no way one person within Sega or any movie studio or whoever looked at that original design and went, fucking amazing. Teeth. Well, the other thing about that was you saw it and you were just like, you do realize you're adapting an already animated character. (laughs) You really don't have to change much. No, we have to make him look like he would be in real life. Really, you don't have to change anything. And and you've got Jim Carrey just swinging for the fences. Which I'm here for. (laughs) Okay. That is kind of inspired. I have a bold prediction about that Sonic movie. Lay it on us, Alex. It's going to be good. (laughs) You know what? Not bad good. No, you think good good. Good. I would argue we went into Detective Pikachu looking for the elusive fun bad, and we actually got a good movie. Yeah. So it would be nice if that were to happen with this as well. Because... Dun-dun-dun-dun. Because if you have, you would hope then that, okay, we have a, uh, a, 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 words, a video game movie that was done well, moderately well, whatever. Okay, can we get some other adaptations then? Where it's more, you can stick pretty close to what the original is, you really don't have to deviate. Yeah. Because that's the problem with a lot of these video game movies. It's like, no, that's not what this is. It's this. Hey. Just do this. All I know is, at some point in that movie, we better get Super Sonic, a.k.a. Super Saiyan Super Sonic. Saiyan Sonic. 
I don't see how we don't. If and we... he should scream when he transforms. One would hope, Alex. <laughs> All of a sudden, it's just the guy who does Goku's voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's that guy's name? I can't think. Sean, Sean Schemmel. There it is. Hey, just get him in. Um, hey. Did you see who finally is being added to the roster of Dragon Ball fighters? Uh, it's, uh, what's your nuts, right? Kefla. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to bust that out again. It's been a while since I've played. And it must be in canon because their victory pose, extremely gay. Yay! Yeah, but it was funny. I saw, there's a video, you probably look it up or something, where they're at some fighting game show, you know, and at first they announce, oh, Super Saiyan, or um, no, uh, Ultra Instinct Goku. And by the way, they don't call him, um, what, would, what did they call him in the American dub? He was terrible. It was, it was something like, really stupid. Because you watch the American dub. You watch some of those parts. And I was like, yeah. I've seen the Japanese. I'm good. Thank you. It was something really dumb. I can't remember what they like they, added. Bob, it was like extra. It was Bob like Ultra might, Instinct, like Ultra something or something. Yeah, really Bob stupid. can look it up if he wants. But there, it's Ultra Instinct, stupid shit is whatever. Yeah, but yeah. anyway, so they announce Ultra Instinct Goku, and the crowd's like, Oh yeah, cool. Okay, you know, fine. they're they're clapping. Yeah, whatever, and no cares. People are no, the people were happy. Okay, but I mean, pleased. when they announced Kefla, the place exploded. It was like the uh, laid on us, Robert. Autonomous. Autonomous yeah. Ultra, Ultra Instinct. Like, how about you go fuck yourself? <laughs> Ultra Instinct was like, this is this is perfect. This yeah. is awesome. I'm sorry. What? I know we have to match the lip flaps, but really, guys? Do you want the literal English translation? Yes. Secret of the self-centered. Okay, that sounds rad. <laughs> I would take that over Autonomous <laughs> Ultra Instinct. Thank you. So yeah. it was like that video that somebody doctored where like Okada comes out and he yeah. shows his thighs again and the whole bar yeah. goes ballistic. It's that, except it's Kefla. <laughs> nice. Well, you, you need a few more. Because uh, who are the female fighters in that game? You had 18. You had uh, the... The, the, per, the the character they created for the game, the Majin Buu looking woman. Yeah, and then was, um, was Videl in there at all? Maybe, I don't know. They've added a lot of characters as DLC. It's been a minute since I've played. I mean, look, there aren't that many female characters in Dragon fair. Ball. I mean, I guess point. you could throw, like, Chi-Chi and Bulma in there if you want to give them moves. Oh, if I could fight as I mean, Chi-Chi in there. Dude, look, that'd be fucking rad. if you're playing a fighting game <laughs> where Curlin can have a fight with, like, Super Saiyan Goku, you can do anything. You can get Chi-Chi up in the mix. Yeah, you can Chi-Chi do... was a fighter back in the day. Exactly. Goku used to be terrified of Chi-Chi. He Goku's, probably Goku's still, still is. Goku's still terrified of Chi-Chi. Rightfully so. I like up. that one part of Super where Goku teleports into Vegeta and Bulma's home. And then he starts like making fun of how Bulma's old and everything. And <laughs> Vegeta's like, like get the fuck out of here. <laughs> What's the matter with you? Oh, Super was a fucking joy. Yeah. I enjoyed the hell out of Super. Um, no, you get Bulma in there with some fucking mechs and shit. Like, come on, why yeah, not? Do whatever. It's a fucking it video matter. game. Who cares? We should bust that out. It's been a minute. Autonomous Ultra Oof. Instinct. Woof. <laughs> like, why? And I know it's lip flaps, but why? Did guys? you guys buy that digitally or on disc? <sighs> digitally. I think I digitally. Think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because uh, you had it downloading yeah. like the night it came out. See, when you really want to play something right when it comes out, you go digital. 
when we played the hell out of that for a good like couple months, and then it was like a Smash Brothers situation where we just kind of dropped it and we never touched yeah. it again. Yeah, well, it's fighting games for us. Yeah, basically. You know, I was playing through like the single player campaign in that though. I was having some fun with it. So, Alex, this this makes me think about um, our good old friendly GameStop. Yeah, and soon to be out of business. Friendly GameStop for, for and and here's a contributing factor. Um, I, I think I sent you this uh, Reddit post about uh, there's this guy who um, his local GameStop was closing and they steeply, steeply dis- uh, discounted their mm-hmm. Xbox One Xs. Oh, yeah. To the sucks. point that they were actually, they were. He was buying it from there and going to another GameStop to sell them back at a profit. Yes. I have my doubts that that would have worked. I don't know. The whole thing to me is like maybe it would work because it's GameStop and they're incompetent. (laughs) But after a certain number of trade-ins, wouldn't the system be flagging it or like... I think the problem is the flagging um, is it might be done on manager review. So... Like if he came in the next day, it probably was would have been hosed. But since he did it all in the same day, but it, it, I mean, but it's, the thing is, it's Reddit. What, what, it could just be completely bullshit. Yeah, I mean, what what I'm saying is, one GameStop doesn't need a stock of 500 Xbox One Xs, you know. So at a certain point, I think the computer is going to be like, "Hey, we've already taken on ten sales of Xbox One Xs today." We don't want to take any more, especially do, from the same name. You do realize um, it's GameStop. I, I am aware of that. Yes. See, this is the problem. Like, it's Reddit, so it could be complete bullshit, but it's but GameStop. It's GameStop, so, so it's believable. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I just... Oh. That Can was, we just bury that company? Like, it's the sad decline. It's, as, as you called her, Hilde... Doesn't doesn't listen to this podcast anyway, so I could say whatever. Um, <laughs> when she was talking about buying another dog, she actually said she bought the dog two days ago and just didn't tell me. And um, then I started being like, dude, like, what are you thinking? You know, that sort of thing. Like, you're going to take care of three dogs again. And then after like half an hour, she was like. I was just joking. I didn't buy the dog. I can't believe you believed me. And I was like, this is within your normal parameters of behavior. <laughs> of course I like, believe this. is you. exceptionally this, believable. This did not flag any... This did not throw up any red flags. <laughs> this is so out of character for Hildy. No. Oh, this is exceptionally on brand. <laughs> It'd be like... You know, if I went out and bought a 70-inch LG C7. Mm. Be like, if Bob was like, Erica, what are you reading on your phone? And I was like, not fan fiction. (laughs) (laughs) Erica, I sat down to watch some TV today on our TCL in the living room, and I saw one little white dot. So I went and bought a new TV. And it slowly drove. Slowly, very quickly. (laughs) (laughs) That was probably one of the highlights of my life, Erica. When I was like, I just don't think your TV displays full HD resolution. Because of the look on his face when he realized it. it. Because then he couldn't unsee it. And it just dug 
at the back of his head. It was like cl- slowly clawing like a rat trying to get out of a trap. Just like... <laughs> See, and this then, is this is why I don't believe that Inception was as difficult as they made it sound in that movie. Well, because we but we all knew it was Alex who implanted the idea. Right. The whole thing with Inception was you had to go deep enough so you would think the idea was your own. Yeah, yeah but my point is, what does it matter if you know it's not your own? The idea is there, and it's going to eat away at you. <laughs> well, that was corporate espionage, though, and Robert. Then, and then the best part was when he bought the LG... And then, like, a week later, your other TV died. Yeah, yeah, that was great. So you had to buy two TVs. Yep, that was great. I think it was was a little more than a week, but... That was in that couple-month period where, like, the TV died. Your hard drive drive died in your computer. Died, so we got to go and talk to the creepy dude at Best Buy. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it was really like, what's going to fail next? What's next? Right, what is going to break next? There was something else, too, wasn't there? I feel like there was the trifecta. There was a trifecta. I don't remember what it was, though. I can't, no. But it was very annoying. It was like, seriously, come on. Like, this is like all of the money, guys. Can we not? Please. Oh, I'm very pleased with this TV. Yeah, yeah. I like this TV a lot. At least we got a good TV. <sighs> oh, Bob the dog. Bob the dog. No one ever pays you any attention here. And we got Izzy collapsing in on herself like a dying star. Yep. <laughs> yep. All right. You want to call it? Sure. I think we've done a good 15 years. We should call it for Bernie, too. Oh! All right. Well, thanks for being here in your own home. And hug me. Hold me tight. This has been a Puma Knife production. 